Yes, 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 people. What the hell is going on? I think we're on day six of um, Fantasia right now. Um, so today we, um, we checked out some shorts and yeah, saw three shorts all just, yeah, very different, but very good people. So, um, yeah, never, never miss out on the short section. Always worth delving in. But before we get to those, check out this news and then let's get to it, okay? All right. Well, this is pretty big news. British Colombian actor and musician Finn Wolfhard. He burst onto the world stage in the culture-shifting Netflix series Stranger Things with subsequent performances in the It films, The Goldfinch, The Turning and The Addams Family, among others, and forthcoming roles in Jason Reitman's Ghostbusters Afterlife, and Guillermo del Toro and Mark Gustafson's recently announced Pinocchio, Wolfhard has solidified his standing as a major international talent. Now, at the age of 17, he's completed his debut as a writer-director. The clever, character-driven comedy short Night Shifts, premiering in the Fantasia lineup this year, to celebrate the launch of his move into storytelling, Fantasia will be presenting a live virtual artist talk with Finn Wolfhard in conversation with none other than Jay Brashenel. It takes place Saturday the 29th of August at 2pm EDT. Um, it's free of charge and accessible worldwide. So you do not require registration. It will be held exclusively on Fantasia's YouTube channel. The link will be in the episode descriptions. So people, if you um yeah, if you're fascinated by the talent of Finn Wolfhard and you want an insight into his life, well this is your opportunity. So do not miss his conversation with Jay Brushanel Saturday the 29th of August 2 p.m. Okay, so just watch Toto. This is a film that's written and directed by Marco Baldonado. Yes, Marco Baldonado. Walter Woodman helped him write the film. And it stars uh, Baldonado, Simon Dragland, Rosa Forlano, uh, Gabriella Francis, uh, Justin Marcy, uh, Mary Rose Scarillo, 
and um, Walter Woodman as well. And the gist of the film is this. So Rosa Forlano, a 90-year-old nonna, falls in love with a robot while teaching it how to make spaghetti. Unfortunately, her family recipe is erased by a software update. Rosa is the real life nonna of filmmaker Baldonado. Toto is an ode to her traditions, but is also a warning signal about losing those traditions in times to come. Toto is a bittersweet sci-fi story about love, language, family and technology. <laughs> this is, you just don't expect it, right? Because it's shot and it feels like an old, like just an old fashioned film, like something from maybe the 70s. You know, it has that kind of feel to it, right? And we see, uh, you know, we see Rosa. She's sitting in her chair. She seems a little bit crotchety. But, um, yeah, she gets a, a call. So she goes to the door and there's this huge package. And you wonder what the hell this package is. Yeah, and when she opens it, it's... Yeah, it's Toto But the thing is Toto isn't a Sleek, shiny Like modern Looking robot Toto looks like Man, there was a robot That was like a kid's robot And there was Like a huge version as well That these scientists had made I think it was in the In the 70s And it was kind of on roll. There was rollers underneath its feet. I believe that's how it kind of moved, and it was all chunky and and big. You know what I mean? Like a transformer would look more streamlined than this thing. But that's what Toto reminded me of. Like what one of those old crazy robots from, you know, back in the day. So yeah, he you know. It it has that nostalgic feel to it. This film, and you and she's all excited. That's the crazy thing. She's this old crotchety woman who seems a bit miserable, and then when she sees Toto, she's just like, "Yay!" You know, and, and we have her teaching Toto stuff. Now, I didn't get the love. Right, I didn't get the love thing, and like you see her cooking with Toto, but I didn't see the like saving of the recipe. Now maybe that was just through like the robot watching her cook. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I don't know. I, I just didn't pick up on those two bits. But what the film it what it seemed like to me, yeah, was this kind of narrative of new like things don't always have to be new to be enjoyed. 
You know, like, because she didn't want to update the robot. You know, like, because straight when she unboxed it, it had asked for, um, do you want me to, you know, upgrade? And she's just like, nope. So, yeah. I think it, it, it was, that's what you get the sense, that's what it seemed like to me, right? The, she was happy with the way it was. You know, she didn't need new features. She didn't need anything else. Like, Toto Volume 1 was more than enough. That made her happy. And it knew her routines. You know, like, it, it, it understood, okay, this is how you stir the pasta. Right, this is um, what you want me to do in the kitchen. Okay, I'll stand like this so you can hang the pasta from the rod. And I'll do this. But, and, and that was the thing. Like, they had a routine. She enjoyed the routine. She liked the routine. So it's just like, why do I need to change that? I'm content with, you know, what I have right here. And that was the thing. Because, you know, she has her her niece, would it be? Her daughter's kid. I don't know why I always get that mixed up. Is it the niece or is that... It's not a cousin, is it? I don't know. Look, I'm going to say niece. If I'm wrong, you know what I'm talking about, people. But, yeah, she comes. And that's the um, that's the mirror, as it were. Because, you know, she's just like, Oh, I don't want pasta. I want pizza. Like, I don't want this. I want that. Oh, I want to do this. And that that's the kind of opposite of what Rosa is. But why do you need to be that updated version? I, for me, yeah, that's what I kind of took away from this. So, um, yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it for that. I enjoyed it for this, you know, sci-fi tale where you just weren't expecting a sci-fi tale. <laughs> you know what I mean? With, with this granny and this old funny robot. You know, that, that was the joy of it. Like, you know, the tones that we used to shoot it. It just, as I said, it, it had just this nice open feel. That was a nice thing. But then you also got the, um, you got the regret from the little girl. And you got the dejection. Especially at the very end, it was a little sad, but um, yeah, I listen. People, Toto is definitely worth seeing if you can. Yeah, it's interesting. It's gonna surprise you, people. It's gonna surprise you in a good way. <laughs> Okay, so another fascinating show, Doppelbanger, yeah, man, this, this was very interesting, okay, so it is, um, it's from Sofian Khan, um, yeah, they, they wrote and directed the piece, um, the cinematographer was Jeffrey Johnson. Uh, the music, Simon 
Tufik and it's starring Gibson Frazier and Anna Puma Sirima. Uh, the gist of the piece is um is this, right? It's a character driven sci-fi short that grabs your attention by throwing a sex scene gong wrong at its audience before delving into the ethical aspects of changing the primary functions of robots in our society. Mm-hmm. So um George George's sire wig wearing sex bot starts malfunctioning mid coitus, which forces him to contact its creator, Priya, reluctant to pick up the phone in case the authorities might be on the other side of her video screen. She shows her face, which is familiar to that of the bot that's still lifeless in his bed. Not so unusual since everyone now has a robot that's basically a copy of yourself. These robots take over daily tasks such as going to work and helping out around the house while you have sex with a machine. At least that's the case for George. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, it's it is fascinating right because <laughs> you you don't know what to expect it's shot in black and white and um yeah the first thing you have is this sex scene which is yeah i think it's tastefully shot you know what i mean um but all of a sudden it goes yeah things go rear which makes you then realize Oh, that's not a, that's not a human woman, <laughs> and, um, but still, it's like, yeah, that could, it could be anything, right, because, you know, sex dolls, they've been a thing for a while, but it's then where the film goes, right, because then George's doppelganger arrives, and you then get into this whole ethical dilemma. This whole ethical thing around it all. Which, it is fascinating. You know, because when you break it down, it's just like, okay, so what jobs would a robot take? And which ones possibly could still be around? And then, um, yeah, what... What is ethical and what isn't? You know what I mean? Because you kind of feel like, oh, but just doing this, wouldn't that be fine? So it throws up these questions. And then there's the interaction between George and Priya, which, I, you know, you can look at in another way too. Uh, but... Everything gets very interesting Like you know something's up When they're leaving the apartment uh, When they come back You're not expecting it to I mean you are a little bit But not quite the way it goes in 
So, yeah, it's fascinating. I think the black and white really does help make this pop. I don't know if it would be the same in colour. You know what I mean? Because it's a very simple, like, idea, really. But it's a simple idea with very broad, like... Like expectations You know this It's an idea that can branch off Wherever you're prepared For your mind to take it Essentially You know if you just want to look at it In a certain way then that's all it is Right But if you are um, Open to the To the questions It throws up You know That's where it takes off and, um, yeah, I it's a very interesting, like, some of the views that we get, like, just on the staircase, and then just the crossing the road, that shot, in a, a slightly different way to how, you know, we may see that scene in other places. So, I, I think it works, it's fun, and, um, yeah, the both actors... And the actress, they, like, they do a very good job, especially when, um, you know, eventually they're uh, doubling up, as it were, you know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, another good shot to keep an eye out for, people, doppelbanger, yeah, definitely worth a look, and um, I wonder what you would do in the same situation. Bum, bum, bum. Okay, so I've just checked out a short film called Skywatch, which man, it was <laughs> it it was a friggin' tease. That's what it was, people. It was a tease. Oh my gosh! So it was written and directed by Colin Levy. Uh, the film stars Uriah Shelton, Zach Coulson, Virgie Rodriguez, Jordan Lemonar, Robert E. Wilson, Alpha Fay, and, uh, you know, a few other people, Sidney Van Delt, um, Valerie Week. With a surprise at the very end uh, Now this all span out of a Kickstarter campaign as well Which is, um, yeah, interesting, right? Um, so they nearly doubled their um, original target Which, yeah, that I mean, that's always very promising Um and so, they, yeah, they were able to produce the shawl. Now, the gist of it is this. When two outcast teens hack into a drone delivery system to pull a prank on the girl next door, they accidentally redirect a critical shipment and find themselves entangled in a life-and-death political conspiracy. Hmm... Okay, I don't know if I got that, 
Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not quite sure I got the whole political conspiracy. You know, the, what you do see. It's one of those interesting films, right? Where they they take the concept of sci-fi. And they, you know, just tweak it. So what we have is, is something that isn't that far in the future concept-wise, right? You know, because we, we've got drone deliveries, which I believe Amazon are doing in the States, right? So we have that. And then you just take it a little bit, a little bit further, so the um the delivery system is ingenious. Yeah, that I liked that. And the way they visualized the um the port, you know, the receptacle, all of that. Very good. You know, that was all very good. And then from there you have these two kids pranking, which Hey, you know that shit's gonna happen, right? You know it's gonna happen. So it, we see this fun little interaction between them, what they're doing, and it backfires. So the story has a lot, right? We have that. We have, um, you know, like it, from what we can tell, that the mum doesn't necessarily pay that much attention. They're given a, a, you know, a long leash to get into trouble, and they do. So we have this, but then you know they move out of the locate. The you know that what you feel is probably the main location. So they go from there. They're on the roof, messing around. And visually, like, you're watching it and you you do feel that, yeah, these drones are there. Like, the drones are in the sky. You know, everything looks, I, I to be honest, I don't know what was computer graphics and what wasn't. You know, it, it did work. It, it worked very well. You know, it, I feel the setting was right. You know, because I think if you had done it in probably just houses, you know, that could have been an issue, right? But having it in apartment blocks, that works, right? Then the just the way the drones then reacted, all of that, it was very believable, you know, the one thing that was a little bit off was the big drone, right? And what happens with that? Just that. You know, because it didn't quite... It wasn't as effective as the rest of the film. Like, the rest of it, you're fully involved. You're fully in. That one just kind of... Mm, it didn't quite look fit for purpose, let's just say. But, yes, it it's re- was very engaging. 
You know, the way um, they utilise the music, you know, the lighting, great cinematography, and just the different angles, like looking through the grates and all of that, just worked. It really worked the way they kind of positioned everything. Yeah, it was... um, it was very good, and as I said, it was a friggin' tease, because then you get to a bit, and you're just like, oh, but, come on, like, where's the, god damn it, it's over, how the hell can it be over, what, because this thing happens at the end, and I have to say, look, the thing at the very end, not the surprise um, cameo, but the, the thing before that, now, that did seem to come out of left field. Ain't gonna lie. That bit came out of left field. And you're just like, wait, how the fuck is that thing in? Mm, I don't know. But I think everything that had come before that was so well executed. You kind of were just like, you know what? I don't mind. I don't mind. That bit is fine. I'm happy just to go, yeah, you can have that one, you know what I mean, but yeah, everything else, very good, I, I highly recommend checking this out, um, it does seem like it's available on Vimo, you know, check the, um, the episode details, there will be the, um, the trailer, and I guess from the trailer, you probably... I don't know, you probably should be able to get to the short itself, actually, you know, hmm, yeah, I think you, you will be able to get to the short from the trailer, okay, so, um, yeah, watch it, because it's very good, it is very good, people, uh, so, yeah, I hope you enjoy, okay, there you go, Skywatch. Okay, people, so that is us for another episode. Um, uh, tomorrow, tomorrow, I think we've got at least one film, okay? So we're gonna do that. Um, maybe some more shorts, we'll have to see how it goes. Um, but yeah, check out the information of this episode for links. And, um, hey, keep an eye on everything that's going down, right? Because there's still, there's still days of films and shorts and panels to go. It ends on the 2nd of September, people. So plenty of time to go have fun. Enjoy yourselves. Have fun watching films. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you tomorrow. Okay? Peace! Thank you.